In Passing is a podcast by the Center for Faith Engagement at Andrews University. It's a place for conversations about life and faith, all in the time it takes to get a burrito from the gazebo. It's a podcast that highlights real conversations with real people all across Andrews University. This is In Passing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another podcast episode. It is your only host, Angel Pereira, and I am here today with the intellectual, the brilliant, the Cuban. A quarter. Quarter Cuban, pero me entiende en español perfectamente. Sí. Morgan Williams. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to get one of those, but we just kind of do it with our mouths. <laughs> you for this one so morgan what's up girl tell tell us a little bit about yourself how old are you where do you hail from what are you studying um what is your biggest fear you know okay um my name is morgan williams i was originally born in well originally born i was born in um, (laughs) massachusetts but i went to high school and middle school in georgia and so that's why i don't have an accent from the south because i'm not from the south um, I'm 21 years old. I'm a junior here at Andrews. I'm social work pre-law Let's with go. a concentration in child welfare. And um, uh, my biggest fear. I was kidding. You okay. really don't have I to was tell like, us. Oh, wow. But arachnophobia, just by looking at you, you'd have no. to diagnose. I mean, who isn't afraid of spiders, though? Like, I, I actually don't mind them. Cockroaches scare me more. <laughs> Sorry, that was the wrong one. It was supposed to be this one. That's like when something's scary. I don't know. We actually haven't used that one yet. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> so, okay, Morgan, we have a couple of icebreaker questions before we get into, you know, the nitty gritty. Uh, you ready for them? Yeah. Cool. Starting off strong. What is one phrase you wish you could ban from everyone's vocabulary? Oh, my word. I feel um, like you have a list. I Yeah. Um, I really, oh, my word. I Sorry, take your time. There's a lot of things that tick me off, like slay. Oh my god, slay girl. Oh yeah. Banned. Right away. I think there's this one phrase that is super duper common. It's literally right there in my frontal lobe somewhere and I can't figure it out what it is. Slay's a good one. I don't really like slay. I think it's overused. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I don't think it's necessarily a phrase, but I hate when people use words in the wrong context. Like, it's not correct. I think that, like, ticks me off more. I don't know. Morgan will probably think of something as I say it. And she's like, actually, you said that wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about this one? What's something you could do five years ago that you can't do today? Oh, not have to worry about taxes. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, for real. But also, I think just not pay for gas like the ability to just get a ride anywhere with my parents and i got my license kind of late well five years ago i was 16 yeah i got my license kind of late so just being passenger princess i also think i feel like woke culture wasn't as bad oh Oh my goodness like people would just be able to make jokes and you're like haha that's really funny without like oh my god i cannot believe that you like said something about vegetables that really pissed me off and i'm like okay you know Oh, I think that would be my word woke. People use that there it is. <laughs> out of context. Yeah. Woke. It's just so commonplace now. And I don't think 
people use it for what wasn't it was originally intended to be used for. So yeah. Okay. Nice. I hope I used it in the correct context. And if I didn't, yeah. No, yeah. Good, okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Given an unlimited budget, how would you plan for your own funeral? Um, I took a death and grief class last semester with Dr. Chikartan, literally one of the best classes I've ever taken. And I said for my funeral, I wanted to make, have it to be a party. I don't want anybody to come dressed in black, only bright colors, only like neon colors. Um, as I'm being lowered into the grave, like I want EDM music, just, <laughs> just to force everybody to not be in a bad mood. <laughs> Shout out to Morgan Williams. She's dead. <laughs> oh, literally. Cause um, I guess what somebody told me is like, I would probably die doing something crazy. Like, uh, like I wanted to go skydiving for my birthday this past year. Really? Yeah. Or just, I have a huge bucket list of things. So I think I'm content with, I'm not afraid of that. So anything like just uplifting, I would have probably a glitter casket. Not because oh. I, re- I hate glitter, but I just think just to like laugh at death. Like, huh, yeah, yeah. like you know, <laughs> you got me. Okay, whatever. Something funny on the yeah, tombstone, maybe. Funny. <laughs> like I just wanted to not be a joke that I'm gone, but for it to be lighthearted, you know? Yeah. A celebration of life. A celebration of life as opposed to a grieving of, mm. you know. Yeah. I want to be made a tree. Like, I don't I don't really care anything else that happens, but I want my ashes to also be planted mm-hmm. in a way that it's actually kind of helpful somehow right. instead of just wood in the box and then worm food. You know, I want to want to be a tree. You say you remember that. Noted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last one. What flaws would you be okay with in a romantic partner? Not getting things right all the time. I am a control freak and I'm a perfectionist. And I feel like that translates a lot into how I approach relationships, especially romantic ones. And I'm coming to terms with the fact that everybody's going to do things the way you want them to and everything. So I'm okay with them like not getting things right all the time or not doing things the way I would particularly want them to. You heard that, fellas? You don't have to be perfect in order to date Morgan Williams. But you have to be really close. (laughs) That's pretty much it. That's the only flag, red flag, I guess that she'll allow. Um, I don't think I, I don't know. I don't think I have one. Like, she just has to love God. That's like the biggest thing for me. And I don't know. Moving on. Does your girlfriend love God? Yeah, a lot. Nailed it. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) So, Morgan, our theme for the season of in passing is growth in the gray areas. Now you said you didn't want to talk about high school and that's okay. We don't have to, <laughs> well, but, we can, but just about people from high school. Yeah. We don't have to do that. No then. free clout. No free clout on this <laughs> podcast. You got to earn it. So what would you say is, you said you're a junior now, correct? Yeah. What would you say has been your biggest leap in your character or in your growth from high school, Morgan, freshman, Morgan to now junior Morgan? Well, freshman Morgan, I think I was very similar to high school Morgan, just super bubbly, trying to talk to everybody, trying to be involved in everything. There wasn't that much growth. I feel like I did become a little bit more selective and have better boundaries and be like, oh, no, I don't want to do this or I do want to do this. But as my time at Andrews has progressed, I've committed to a couple more things. And I feel like I've, you know, drawn back on that a little bit more. But junior year, Morgan, I think I'm completely different. 
Wow, really? I came in freshman year. So, so different. I am very, very, very different. How so? Uh, This year has really been the hardest year of my life, I Mm -hmm. would say. And so I think in some ways I've grown to be more conscientious of a lot of the decisions I make. Growing up, my mom always taught me, you know, when you're sitting in church and you're reading the pastor's preaching, don't take what they say just as like it, you Mm -hmm. know, research it for yourself in the Bible. And what I was talking with Carolina Bartram about Mm -hmm. a couple months ago was that I feel like I became really good at knowing all of the colloquialisms of Christianity to be like, oh, somebody asked me a question. I was like, well, I have a verse for that. And I became, you know, I thought I knew what I was talking about. You know, people would have a question and be like, well, because God said this, this is this and quoted the verse. But then intrinsically, I don't think I actually believed it, Mm. you know. And so I'm kind of on the path of being intentional. Like, yes, you know it. But like, why do you know it? Like, why do you believe what you believe? And just being more present in my conversations and my actions have giving holding myself to a higher standard like you have control over your life and over the decisions you make so hold yourself to that instead of just being a part of oh yeah i i know this and this and this like we go to church on saturday because this is sabbath okay (laughs) so what (laughs) you know so like answering that so what every single decision i make i guess Wow. Thank you. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, but first of all, I, I want to say that one of the things that I admire about you is actually how we first met was at, you had a question for chapter D and she brought in the rest of the pastors and your mind in questioning things and your curiosity to finding things out for yourself. I'm pretty sure that's probably been one of the biggest testaments to your growth as you just mentioned, right? For sure. So what would be maybe what, what has been the hardest thing about growing from you know, you said you're completely different from freshman to junior. Like, what has been the hardest part of that struggle? Figuring out who I am mm. outside of so many external factors. Because I would hide behind so many different labels and excuse, like, my behaviors or my person or tribute my personality to different things. And one thing I've really tried to hone in on is, like, who am I without all of those labels? And a biggest thing was my kindness. I would say I really try to be genuine and be there for people. Cause kind is different from nice in the way that nice is like, yeah, I'm like in passing, not a pun, but like in passing, I'd be like, dang it. Wrong one. That's all right. That one works. Okay, next time, next time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a somewhere. Oh, it's, I think it's right here. No, no that's a, there oh, it is. Thank you. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Who am I outside of, you know, all the labels and mm-hmm. I, really do try to come off as not try to come off, but try to be genuine and kind and nice. It's just when you're, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? The pleasantries. Right. And being polite surface level, right. Very surface level, but being kind is being like, I heard you had a test yesterday. How did that go? Like following up with people. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with being genuine. I ask myself a lot. Am I doing these things because I want people to like me? Am I doing these things because my religion tells me so, or am I doing these things because I genuinely want to? Mm. And I feel like that is something I've really had to battle with myself. Like, is this who I've become or how I've conditioned myself to be? And kind of breaking down the layers of myself because I was kind of forced to. I think the biggest thing I struggled with this 
year was how my interpersonal relationships really determined how I viewed myself and like the confidence I had or so I feel like I've been able to really dive deep in that yeah I mean that's where pretty much any struggle is finding out the layers of yourself as you said and man I think that when it comes to growth um like removing those layers of like wow this is my personal bias this is uh am I really trying to be liked like you know what I'm saying how how you were mentioning that's tough is there any resource that you could attribute to your growth any like type of resources that you have learned to love over this period of time one thing that has really forced me to you know like you said see my bias or like see how I am and why I believe what I believe have been my social work classes I I love social work. I love being in class. I love talk, giving my opinion. Isa is in class with me. Like <laughs> I do not shy away. <laughs> but they forced me to think about things that I wouldn't normally think about or in a way that I wouldn't normally think cuz I'm forced to learn about them and get kind of a some semi comprehensive view over different topics. But I think the faculty in my department have been really influential in me just being like, "Oh, this is why this is what's happening, but why do you think this way? And I think it's just really my classes, but specifically a class I took with Dr. Vanderwall values, ethics, and diversity, a big, big, big factor. So you're actually learning, like you're actually learning what you're here for. Right. Must be nice. Uh, I really love social work majors. I mean, they are just the epitome of compassion. And um, I was reading a book the other day and it said, compassion is the basis of morality. And I think that people are all trying to be morally good people but that starts with compassion. Okay, so to the person who is listening to this podcast, right? I asked this question of all of our guests um, and they're trying to grow. They're trying to reveal the layers of themselves. What would you say to that person? I would say keep questioning. I think you do yourself a disservice if you are complacent with where you are in life. There's always something that could be done, even if it's not. Oh, I think Abaya said this in your, or somebody said it. Mentioned. Shout out to Abaya. <laughs> Jahaziel, (laughs) (laughs) all those guys love y'all but um progress is still progress even if you're like walking there even if you're crawling there you're still moving forward i really suggest questioning why you believe what you believe not even in a way of like to disprove it but to ensure that you are doing things with intention and you can only be stronger because of it i mean i feel like i'm kind of in the valley going up to my mountain <laughs> right now, but I'm going to say to be questioned and make sure that you know what you believe. And it's okay that you're in that space. I think that's what college is forcing you to do before you Absolutely. have to know for sure. I mean, there'll never be an age where you'll know, everybody will quiz you on, what do you believe on this and this and this? But it's when you have the most in your life thrown at you at one time and you can confidently say, you're allowed to be unsure. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be unsure, but it's time for you to, you know, get to a place where you are sure. Yeah. And I think college is a great time for that. So it's okay. Just keep working towards knowing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, when I was an undergrad, uh, I was dating this girl who we're actually really good friends now. And she taught me the word intentionality. She was like, Angel, be intentional in everything that you do, because that's how you're going to know who you are years down the road. 
So yeah, to the listeners as well, be intentional. Like ask those questions. Like Morgan, she's so smart because she asks questions. Like I feel like a lot of people are afraid to ask questions because they don't want to reveal that they're ignorant about something. Right. I, um, a couple of my friends, they went to went abroad for spring break. And one of the guys, he was like, oh yeah, I'm not really the type to ask people for directions or anything. But my other friend- <laughs> I just be lost. Like, I I'm, like he is super upfront will ask anybody i was like well would you rather stay for like three hours not knowing where you're going or be lost for like 30 minutes and then finally get an answer you know what i mean it's like what are you really losing mm. you know what's worse you can only get an answer from asking a question whether that's a no or a yes but at least then you know yeah well said i feel like that's a really good like metaphor because for like this season of life of asking questions of figuring out like what you're talking about your own identity i think a lot of times like the more people ask those kinds of questions of themselves the more it can feel like being scared and lost mm-hmm. and it, it can either be prolonging it mm-hmm. of like just realizing later in life oh i really don't know who i am i don't know why i am who i am or actually re- being more grounded in that the sooner the better For sure. And I think a lot of that also has to deal with like who you have in your life. Mm. And if you have people, because one thing about me, I need somebody to be honest with me. I, oh my word. You know, those accountability, accountability, like as a friend, I I've been talking to a lot of people about what constitutes friendship. What is um, a part of what does being a friend mean? What responsibilities you have in different areas of friendship. And it's like, if you see somebody having a piece of spinach in their teeth, like why would you not tell them? Right. You know what I mean? And it's not to be like, Oh, you have spinach in your teeth. Like, Oh my gosh, you're so, so ugly. That's so embarrassing. No, it's just to be like, Hey, you have spinach in your teeth. Like get that off. And you- thank you, bro. Thank you to the people who do that. Right. And I just think having good people around you when you're questioning and to ground you and be like, no, but this is who I know you to be as well. Mm-hmm. So, cause I think it's really easy to get in that space where you are questioning to like, dog on yourself and be like well i suck at this and this and this and this and neglect all the things all your positive sides too and you need your friends to help remind you like hey yes you do suck at that that's okay though you're really good at something else yeah or to be like maybe you're just reading this wrong because i don't know if you guys have been in those places where you're just like you, you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel but you need those people to see the light that you can't see for yourself at that time. Mm. So, yeah, friends are super duper important. Thank you, Isai. I appreciate that. Morgan as well. So last question. You're a junior. You're going to be a senior next year. Yeah. And then I don't know if you're doing grad school. Or yeah, I'm also- you here and then law school after. Sensational. That's the plan at least. So the finish line isn't necessarily close. No. But let's say <laughs> that when you do cross that finish line... What do you want Morgan Williams to be remembered for on campus? Like I said, being genuine. But I meant what I said. And I tried my best to help those around me, whether that was through action or through conversation or through anything. Like, I don't think it's enough to just be nice. I think it means more to be genuine. So, yeah. I want to affirm that. I see that in you, that you actively are that and i can see how yeah you are on that pursuit for growth so i affirm that in you thank you all right 15 seconds anything you want to shout out anyone you want to shout out now's your time um i would like to shout out um 
all the people who've carried me this year because I've needed y'all and you guys have been like, what is that thing? The the gurney, the gurneying me. <laughs> so thank shout you out so to all much. the gurneys out there. <laughs> Any names? Anyone you want to go ahead? Now's your time. Shout them out. Okay, well, Karen for sure, Carolina, Ashley, all my other friends, you know who you are, but those are probably my big three right now. Thank you so much, guys. Awesome. Morgan, thank you for being on the podcast. We really appreciated your insight and your genuineness. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have another one coming out next Monday. Thank you for not passing us up. Peace.